Welcome back, folks. This is the Raised on It podcast. Emily, Good what's up? Good to be up? back. Good to be back. Been a while. You been anywhere? Uh, no. Around. Around, yeah. yeah. I know. I think the last time we talked was the uh, ACM Awards preview. Before, yeah. And then um, psh, that show just blew my expectations out. That was one of the better award shows right? in recent memory. Agreed. So I feel like they got it right. Yes. And I don't, if you're one of those people who is like, I don't like country now, that person's not country up on stage. Okay. You had an Eric Church performance, Ash McBride, two performances. You had George Strait up there three separate times. Miranda did her Miranda. own Miranda. Chris Stapleton was up there. Yes. Blake Shelton. What do you want? Do you want Johnny Cash, like, raised from the dead to come back on the stage? Yeah, even, I mean, Lenko was the new group, and they have kind of that bluegrass. Ooh, their performance was not my favorite, though. All right, that's fair. They were a little, like, rocky. So it was a big night for Ashley McBride performing. Yes. Oh. Mm. And she won the new artist, which we talked about on last podcast. But She was up um, for female vocalist of the year, which was awesome. It was such an incredible performance just because... You saw how much that performance meant to her. Right. In that moment. The crowd flipped out. Yeah. It was so good. Just her and her guitar. Yeah. And she got a standing ovation and I wept. (laughs) I know. As soon as that happened, I'm like, I think I texted or tweeted. I'm like, oh, Emily is definitely in a puddle Uh, of tears. I cried a lot during that award show. Yeah. Well, I mean, like during, during her performance, I think the song naturally talks about what she has gone through. Right. And like, I didn't realize how supportive her mom has been, but how unsupportive her dad has been. Oh my gosh. Did you see that? That made me emotional. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Which is funny because she seems like she's close with her dad. Like, yeah. Because I think her dad's like a doctor or in some sort of medical field, right? Because you you listen to the song, A Bible and a 44, and you just like, I guess you assume that like, Someone close to her father figure has passed, but I mean, she sang at the ACMs. She won an award. Like she's she's got fans all over the world. She goes to the UK and she is like she's big over there. She's an idol mm-hmm. over there, and still nothing. Like how can you not support your child like that? Is that the? Did you see the? I think it was a CBS interview. Yes, where she's like crying. I mean, <sighs> so tough. Yeah, maybe that's what like. Helps her, gives her her edge. Mm-hmm. It's like she needs to prove it to that one person and she doesn't really care about everyone else. And I think it was, like I said, it was a double meaning where she had the performance, but the song that she was performing was so vulnerable and was so on point as far as, as, far as what she's been through. Right. You know what she's saying? She's saying like, girl going nowhere, right. by the way, for those who weren't watching that night. Like when she said, when she sings about like, I look around and she does that. And I hear the crowd. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. And then she, you can see she, she verbalized the wow. Right. And she yes. said that. And you're just like, oh my goodness. She's in her mid thirties. She's yeah. been doing this for a decade. Right. And, and she's still like true to herself. Yeah. I think that's what people love about her more. She's a breath of fresh air in the industry. Um, she's a, She's a badass. She's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she's uh, unapolo- unapologetically who she is. She's not going to go on stage in, in ball gowns. She's going to wear comfortable jeans, a t-shirt, and a guitar. Mm-hmm. And then, like, whenever she, on, like, Instagram, her Insta stories, it's, like, her makeup, like, her friends doing it. She's, like, getting all faked up here. <laughs> like, she just does not get into that. She doesn't care. For real. She's, and I think... That's what country music needs. It is. And we saw... Like a couple of weeks ago, we saw, I think it was part of the St. Jude Jam. We saw Lee Bryce, Chase Rice, and Riley Green. And Chase Rice made the comment, one of his songs he was singing, it was an acoustic set, but he was singing, you know, he was making the point that, you know, this is how we, this is how we all started. We're just up on stage strumming the guitar. Right. It's just our vocals and the guitar, like that's it. There's no big production. production band lights. even. Right. Yeah. So... Um, Dan and Shay again cried. Also, huge night, so deserving. Yep, and absolutely. It's weird because they've had 
hit songs in the last couple of years. And yeah. I mean, this past year was like tequila and speechless really put them over the top, but it's like, I mean, they could have been winning this award years ago. Right. Because your thought was that this recent album is their worst out of their albums. I know. And honestly, I've like grown to it, but it's not better than obsessed. Right. I think top to bottom, the previous albums had more quality songs than this past album. Yeah. But it was just great. But to what see. do we know? How yeah, I true. mean, really? <laughs> Let's just take tequila and throw it out there, and it's a hit. And they performed uh, with Kelly Clarkson, which was one of the better performances of the night. Mm-hmm. And I'm still hoping that becomes their last single on the album. Yeah. Because I think what's their what is their current? I think single? they got a maybe another single or two left on it. All to myself, I yeah. think is their current one. It hasn't even been out a year yet, so that's true. They've gone through two. Yeah. Big hits. They can, Soak it in a little bit longer. But yeah, it was a, it was a good award show. You got, uh, I really couldn't find a bad part of it. Miranda performed and it was all songs I really kind of enjoyed of hers. Carrie and, had great with Southbound. Mm-hmm. Song of the Summer. George Strait. I love Run. that guy. Oh. Oh. That that rendition with Miranda Lambert, Run, and they've sung that in the past together. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think... I think it was either at like the Texas Rodeo or uh-huh. maybe Miranda Open for George, but they've sung that before. So good. And it's just like... That song gives me chills. It's so good. It's yeah. it, When I say it's simplistic, I feel like that's being a, it has a negative connotation to it, but it's so good. It's just rich yeah. country music. Yeah, it's fantastic. <sighs> yeah, it was, it was a good award show. I mean, you had mm-hmm. Marion with Brothers Osborne... Thomas Rhett, male artist of the year, yep. which I'm sure might ruffle some feathers, but he Casey deserves it. Casey Musgraves won album. Does she I win album? I believe so. And female vocalist. Let me pull it up real quick here. I feel like she only won one award. She won female artist of the year. Yes. Entertainer was Keith Urban, which yes. is back to back with CMA. Um, let's see here. Album of the year was also Casey Musgraves. Okay. Uh, I guess one bit of controversy, not really controversy, was um, they did not show the group of the year. Oh, that Except in the award, off. which is Old Dominion. Um, there was time for it. Yeah, There's you could have shortened the performance. But um, all the duets, all the duet performances, that was a nice touch. Yeah, I like that. They need to do more of that. I think the CMAs can really take a, a note mm-hmm. out of the ACM playbook. Well done by all. And, and then I, uh, after the show, like those are the best times to watch like your favorite country musicians. I'm just refreshing Instant. on my Instagram feed, <laughs> like oh yeah, what are who are the funny like Shay, Charles Kelly, and then Colton. They did were some karaoke singing. karaoke, and they were like in a moving Van, limo yeah. bus. Yeah, that was, was funny. It was good. Yeah, speaking of duets, I believe um, I think the Billboard Awards are next week. Wednesday or so. Um, let me double check this. But Dan and Shay, I think they're up for like seven awards. Yeah. Um, and the cool part is, so I'm a huge Tori Kelly fan, as you know. What? News to me. Yeah, right. Met her. You stole my thunder, but we'll talk about that at a different different place. Um, you're welcome for going with you. Thank you. Thanks for, for buying my ticket. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Uh, I didn't know you weren't steady songs. That's fine. I did. So the the Billboard Music Awards are this upcoming Wednesday, May 1st, and Dan and Shay are performing with Tori Kelly. What? And I'm interested to see what they'll be singing. They do a mashup of their I'm thinking songs. a mashup. If they sing the, the Kelly, maybe she'll sing the Kelly Clarkson's Keeping part. score. Heck yeah. That'd Ooh. be kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, ACMs are great. Also, big news was Kelsey Ballerini got inducted into the Opry. Oh. And... With Carrie Underwood to like present it to her. Yeah. I it was so authentic and genuine and real. So what Carrie said is basically what Garth told her when he welcomed her to the Opry. Oh, Garth re- yes. welcomed Carrie? Well, so Randy Travis um invited her and then the night of like the induction, it was Garth who handed mm. her the, the little trophy. And what Carrie told Kelsey is what Garth told her, basically how um you're going to go on to win other awards, ACMCAMs, Grammys, more hit records, more albums, more fans, but nothing will compare to this. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what Carrie told Kelsey. And and I don't, there's just a cute little like interaction you don't see often between like other artists and Carrie. I feel like I don't know. 
Well, I yeah, and I feel like it's it's hard because like we only see them together at the award shows. You get the ACM awards, the CMT awards, and the CMA awards, and yeah, maybe some of the ones in between. But you never really see them. And like Kelsey, I mean, I guess Kelsey could open for Carrie still, but yes, well, she opened for Kelly, so yeah, yeah. But you just we take for granted how little these artists truly see each other or interact right. with each other. But And then they sang Walk Away Joe together. <sighs> so good. Even better with like Keith Urban and oh yeah. So good. So and is she the youngest in yes. the, right? And she full on ugly cried, which I respect. Oh heck yeah. I respect because it's like she's from Tennessee. I feel like it happened also quickly for her. It really maybe, did. maybe it's just like as a fan. Obviously she's been working on it for a while, but but and then this is what I thought too. Taylor Swift could have easily been the youngest. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. You know, if she would have stuck with country and still put out the music she was, it would have still been classified as country. She would have been, without mm-hmm. a doubt. And it was right at that perfect timing when she went to pop, Kelsey was already coming right. up. Absolutely. It opened some doors for her and Marin to really go for it. Which, mm-hmm. When's Marin? I don't know. The, the, the Grand Ole Opry is a bit unique with their membership because there's, there's no like set standards or right. rules. And it's like, you look at like the membership and you're like, Oh yeah, that person makes sense. And you're like, wait a second, that artist isn't in it. Yeah. Like or Mark Wills artist? just got inducted last year. Right. And it's like, yeah, he's been singing since the nineties. What? And Carrie, I mean, she got uh, inducted like Ooh, four years after she won Idol, like that it was, was quick. quick too. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, but I, I do think Kelsey is in the Carrie Underwood mold, where it's like for sure, like she's doing a lot to advance the mm-hmm. the, the genre. So no, good for her. Happy yeah. for her. Um, do we want to talk about Granger? I do love some Smith. I tweeted today that all right, and I think the, the thing I love about country music is artist. Their connection with the fans is unbelievable. It's unlike any other. It, it really is because I, there's the the social media slash digital connection and the real life connection. We've seen him live, and and I think his. I think it's because country music artists come off as real and genuine more yeah. so than anything else. Right, like if you would see them. Let's. I know Granger and his family live in Texas. If you went to a Texas Walmart and you're walking down an aisle and there's Granger and Amber and their three kids. Go on, name their three kids' names. <laughs> no, I've, okay. I've had a few Jack and Cokes today, so otherwise I'd be good, but you would, and I feel like this is credit to country fans because I feel like they would be like, they get excited, but they're not going to annoy the country artists either. They're going to be like, Granger, you're my favorite. Like, could we take a picture? I love your music. Even even if that. Sometimes we'll just let them go on with their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you see Granger's, I would highly recommend going to a Granger Smith show. Yes. He has a huge, a, a few huge, huge hits out there, but his fan base also knows his other top yes. hits. Yes. He's got a little cult following, which is great. And the thing I, I really like about him is he's a rebel without being... Rebelish, right? If that makes sense, like he does. It's just who he is. He's not really trying to be a rebel. It's just no. his own. It's who, he, yeah. It's his own personal thoughts. He has his alter ego, which maybe helps him get away with it a little bit more. But yeah, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it was we're almost coming up on two years since his latest album came out. But then was it a few months ago he came out with that documentary where they were there. They were there where he he walked in the desert for days and he talked with the families of fallen soldiers mm-hmm. who paid the ultimate price. And it's just like that. He gets that there's more beyond the music. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's one aspect of it. He has a podcast. He hasn't, he hasn't updated in like a month or two, but he was on a pace for every month. He's putting on a new podcast, talking about his story from start to finish, how he, Started his career, how he met Amber on a shoot, the kids. They have a YouTube channel too. And now they have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel where every week they put out a 30 minute video. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, 
It's just like just you, follow his wife on Instagram. He'll get everything you need. From bless, there. bless her heart. Oh goodness gracious! Seriously, yeah. If there is, a, if like for being basically almost a single mom for a good right. chunk of the year, bless her heart. Do you see the video of them trying to do like handstands against the wall? And their daughter Linda's <laughs> yeah. like, "Look, I can do it." And Granger's like, "Okay, I can do this." And he just just fell into oh, it. I thought he like broke his back or something. Amber nailed it though. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's funny because was it a couple months ago? I think she, on her Instagram story, she's like hiding in her closet eating chocolate. She's like, "The oh, kids really? are the kids are looking for me." She said, <laughs> like, "I can hear them screaming." She's like, "I've been with them all day long, <laughs> but I need I need two minutes of my own time." So they're <laughs> yeah. great, but he just, he has a connection with his Yee Yee fan, cl- yeah. fan club. Um, and a lot of like country artists like are big proponents. Like they're always wearing their Yee Yee apparel and I don't know, there's that support too, but yeah, his, his brand, he's really worked hard at it. Mm-hmm. So one of the cool things that he's doing this year is and we'll play the audio in a few in a few seconds here, is he feels like, and it makes sense in the modern era where artists dedicate all this time to putting out an album and maybe only two, three, or four songs make it to radio. Um, but even so, with streaming, you're able to listen to it. And, and he, as he explains that, you kind of gloss over some of the songs that don't make it to radio or aren't released as promotional singles. Right. Um, and I just think it's what he's doing is for the next year, every month he's releasing one song to go with one out al- with one music video. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Neo R and B artist. Yes. Neo's the goat, but many years ago, kind of towards the end of his prime era where he was producing hit after hit he kind of started the same thing he got about halfway through his goal was he was going to create an entire movie where the music videos kind of played after each other where they were related where one song in the music video led into the other where in a perfect world and it didn't end up happening but if you would listen to the full album and watch all 12 music videos it flowed into one Movie. That's crazy. Which I think is right. It's a ton of effort, but I think it's so creative. Yes. And so out there. And memorable. Exactly. So um, Granger, he's kind of doing something similar. So um, I'll play the audio here in a second. He is basically going to release, like I said, a song every month and a music video to go with that song every month so that his fans can enjoy that song and video for a full month. Right. Cause otherwise they release an album. And even if you do listen to like 12 songs average for an album, that's a lot to come at you. I know like when like Brett Young came out with his album, you're like, Oh, these and these songs are so great. I'm like, there's just so much. I can't like, it's too much. I just need, give me a song. I'll listen to it. If I like it, I like it On to the next one. So this one, I think at least for me is how I listen to music better. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll give you a second to plug. You just came out with a great article yes, f- yesterday or a few days ago. I thank you. About, you call them the lost songs. Yes. And it's some it of the- It makes me so sad. Some of the better songs on albums that just didn't get airplay on radio because they weren't released as singles. Right. I always wondered that as, like, as growing up, why even put that many songs on an album if you're not going to- You know, like especially years ago before you had Spotify and Apple Music- you, you got to go spend twenty dollars on a CD when mm-hmm. people did, obviously, but not everyone did. Not everyone had access to it, and and that just makes me so sad. Because first, there's the, the songs that don't even get on the albums, and then the songs that do, and then they don't get released to radio. <sighs> it is beneficial because the ra- I, to the to the songwriters is beneficial For because sure. if they got to cut in an album, even if that song doesn't go to radio, it's like, hey, Jason Aldean. Carrie Underwood, Cole Swindell, Kelsey Ballerini, they had my song on their album. Right. Like, that's a step that they can take. Exactly. It made it that far. Right. So, um, yeah, so without further ado, going to play, it's about three minutes here, Granger Smith, a few weeks ago he explained the whole thing as far as what he's doing and uh, 
take a listen. I, I think it's I think it's really cool. I did something really kind of unorthodox for me. I put out this song, Holler, with a music video. I didn't announce where it came from or if there's an upcoming album or EP. I just put it out. You might be wondering, and a lot of you are asking, well, hey, is there going to be an album this year, 2019? The answer is yes, but I'm going to tell you that this is going to be very different from anything I've done. See, I've put out in my life, in my career, nine albums, nine full-length albums, two EPs, one live record. That goes all the way back to Waiting On Forever, Memory Road, Pockets of Pesos, Living Like a Lone Star, Poets and Prisoners, Dirt Road Driveway, Remington, When the Good Guys Win, and now this one. Then I had the EPs, We Bleed Maroon, 4x4, and the live record, Live at the Chicken. This is going to be a little bit different. It's difficult to put all that creative energy into an album. That takes a long time to write those songs, to go through the recording process and the mixing process, and then build this promotion, and then find a release date that's two months out, and then film a music video. And then all of that so that I could put out an album, release one song, get really excited about it, put all this promotion behind it, film a music video, and then promote that song for six, seven, eight months, and then put out a second song from that album, do the same thing, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months. And then guess what? At the end of that cycle, over a year has gone by. I've worked on putting out two songs off of an album that has 12, 13, 14 songs. And then by that time, no matter what songs I have left to promote on the album, I need to get new music to you guys because you guys deserve new music and you are capable of listening to more than one song every 10 months. So I'm going to change that. And this is coming from a place that hurts me creatively to know that I have some really special songs, some good stories, some good party songs, some songs that could do really well for my career and they never get hurt because they're lost on an album that then gets put on a shelf because I have to put out another album to keep up with new material. So here's what I'm going to do. You've already heard Holler. You've seen the music video. You could expect from me in 2019 one of these every single month. So Holler came out in March. You could expect a new song and a new music video in April, May, June, July, the whole year. That way, every song that I put out gets 30 days to shine. It gets a music video. It gets a story. I get to post about it. We get to play it in the live show. And then we get to go and give you a whole another song. And at the end of this year, at the end of this cycle, there's going to be an album. And the album is going to be a greatest hits of the year. Plus a few extra songs. That'll happen this fall. And then after that new album comes out, guess what? I'm going to start the process all over again. Another month goes by, you're going to get another new song for 2020 Project. I think this is going to be so fun. And this is this is a journey that I'm asking you guys to come with me on. I'm going to stretch myself creatively. I'm going to stretch my stories. I'm going to reach back and, and try some things that worked for me really well 10 years ago. I'm going to try some things that I've never done before. And that that's the cool thing is that I could put out a song and a video and tell a story and then spin the wheels and start all over again. Will you guys go on this journey with me? Is this something that uh, you'd be excited about, let me know. I love you guys. I love Yee Nation. It's always about the journey. See you guys down the road. So like, love you more, Granger. Love right. you more. I mean, and you, you can you can kind of get a... He didn't show it too much, but you can kind of get a sense of the frustration, and I'm sure it's the same for every other artist. I wonder how he can do it. What do you mean? Like, that's my... My question is, how can he do this? I don't know, like... Other record labels, I feel like there's a reason that it's been, like, the way they've done things is always the way they've done things. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Maybe there is... Does he have his own label? I don't think so. Maybe there is a song or two that he's already kind of tipped their hand and said, hey, I'm releasing a song and a video every month, but come August, this one's going to be a song. You're going to, like, let's take this to radio. Um, I... I just love it though that he's like I said, he's he's a rebel without being rebelish. It's just it's maybe rebel's not even the right word, but like he, he talked about the creative process. He's really like thinking about what the fans want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it helps him too. So mm-hmm. win win. Yeah. Don't you love it when the good guys win? <sighs> he's so <laughs> good. No. And I and I know you were sick at there at, at his concert, but Oh, he is so ears bursting. He is so good live for sure. He's on my he's again on my bucket list to go see live again. He takes Next his time. shirt off at the end. I mean, that's all you really need to know. That's all. That's the only reason I went. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cheapers, yeah. chicks. <laughs> um, no, he's he's great. That's fine. I enjoyed it. <laughs> do you do you follow Amber on Twitter too? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, she's a she's a funny follow on every social. I follow. 
I, when I tweeted about Granger this morning about how, how great he is for fans, she yeah. liked it. I'm like, Aww. So, yeah, she's sweetheart. And then I looked at her page and I looked at her likes and there was some fan that tweeted something about, I just want to lick Granger Smith. Lick. L-I-C-K. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I looked and Amber's like, me too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's just good shit. Yeah. She's funny. She is good. Um, so Granger, good luck, Granger. I'm excited to see what the year what the year entails for him. Definitely. Um, so leading into the ACM Awards weekend, there were two albums that dropped. One was Brooks and Dunn reboot album, and the other one was the Reba new album. So thoughts. On I like the song Reba sang at the ACMs. Freedom. Freedom. It's very uh, you go girl. It is like cause you. Oh yeah, she performed at the ACMs. What more do you want from a country music show? Reba and George Strait sing. I'm I'm, I'm out. Right. Honestly, like in a future award show, I, Reba's a fantastic host. Oh, she's for funny. Sure. And even if like it doesn't roll off, she just goes with it. Like yes. she's totally cool. And like I, I like how she, like she made a a slight dig at that there weren't any female nominees for Entertainer of the Year. She didn't like harp on it. She just kind of went with it. Yeah. Also, like before the show, Melissa Peterman, aka Barbara Jean, was in the back <laughs> and like giving her tips on how to host it and being very like that character. Right? She's mm-hmm. so so good at it. It was so funny because Reba still kind of. Acts a little annoyed, but she's she's laughing through it all, yeah. and it's so funny. And and Melissa introduced her, you know, when they needed someone to introduce Reba singing, mm-hmm. she was the one to do it. And I just love that there's still that bond. Yes, so good. Phenomenal. Their dynamic is fantastic. What are your thoughts? Not to get sidetracked, but what are your thoughts about Dolly and Reba co-hosting an award show? I feel like that'd be so I would great. die and go to country heaven. I yes. love Dolly. She's a spitfire. She'd be great for it. Yes, she's no different than Reba hosting. A little more aloof, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But those two but together, she's so smart as anything. Yes, those two hilarious. Like, like it is seriously like when they did the the first year that Reba didn't do it. It was Blake and Luke. Yes, their oh, dynamic yeah, yeah. was funny as hell too. Mm-hmm. That's why when they switched it to Dirks, it was lacking something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you can put Blake on a stage and he's funny with anyone around him, and I kind of miss him sometimes. Like hosting because he's just so dang funny. Yep. Just anything that comes out of his mouth is hilarious. So like even when like the opening of the show, he asked her, like, do you, do you need some help with this? It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm good. I got That's this. That's great. It's just typical Blake. Yeah. Which uh, funny, like weird thing that I remember um, when Blake was going to like sing at the show, he sang God's Country, which is co-written by Hardy and Devin Dawson. Mm-hmm. Devin Dawson and his fiance were sitting behind Gwen and Blake and just as about to perform Gwen must like turn around saying like I love this song oh really Gwen Stefani is like complimenting you sitting in front of you at a concert you're one behind Blake and Gwen <laughs> that, I mean that song is growing on me but it's the it is it sounds like such a Devin Dawson song but it's also a Blake song like it is it's Blake's so got unique. the voice for it mm-hmm. I think. he does yeah yeah um so sidetracked Brooks- we got from Reba to Devin Dawson right so, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Do you want to talk about the Reba album? Have you listened to much of it yet? No. Not really. Um, it's it's really good. It's it's the best of Reba. I mean, when I say the best, I mean she just continues to push herself and like try new types of country music, but yeah. it's still the same Reba. Um, there's three songs I want to call out. So Freedom, which we talked about. And it has, you, you hear Freedom, you think, oh, it's a patriotic song. Somewhat, but it's more about... As an in Independence Day by Martine McBride was... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Independence Day was more of like a... Domestic. Right. Yeah. But like Freedom's like yeah, about right. being I, confident in yourself and being, you know, proud to be an individual. You don't need a companion to make yourself whole kind of deal. Yeah. Very. And that's, that's her radio single. And I'm, I'll be curious to see in the next two months to see what that song does on the charts. Right. Um, there's two other songs that just jumped out to me. The entire album, it is an ultimate soundtrack to, if you've gone through a breakup, something super hard to deal with. This is a very therapeutic album. A, because 
of the messages that Reba sends throughout her songs, but in her voice too. It's very calming, but kind of optimistic too. So there's there's one called The Clown, and it talks about, you know, you're you're in a relationship and you're the song sets it at that you're at a restaurant, you're at a table and you go through a breakup and then you have to put on that fake smile and I guess even aside from a breakout breakup, just in life in general, there's so many times where you put on that fake smile where you, you paint on that smile where you, you don't want to be there. You don't want to have to talk to this person or that person. And it's very relatable. Right. And it's something that, that Reba's always, as huge of a megastar as she is, she relates to the, to the everyday person. Right. Absolutely. Um, so that's one. And then there's one that's called Cactus in a Coffee Can. The lyrics, super, super clever, super powerful. The story it tells, super emotional. I know I've said super so many times, but... It's super, super. It's so good. Listen to the lyrics. Check out her album. I mean, there's a couple of, you know, rodeo pump-up songs, but for the majority, it's like Reba makes you think. She almost like digs into your soul and your heart and says, for the next hour you're going to listen to my album, I'm going to make you feel something. Right. You thought I was done? Hold. Exactly. Hold my beer. (laughs) Exactly. And like I said, Freedom's going to be a radio single. And even if no other songs on the album become a radio success, it's just more evidence that Reba gets it. She knows what her fans want. And I think the overwhelming response so far has been super, super positive as far as, you know, what are, what fans are expecting from her and what, what they've heard from the album. So see if Reba can do it, why can't like, Faith and Martina get back, you know, I mean, okay, so we're getting more and more women on the radio or, you know, mm-hmm. out there. And yes, you want new artists, but I miss Martina and I miss Faith Hill. I think the one difference, credit to Reba, is she never left. She stayed relevant, yeah. Whether it was a TV show or hosting, hosting award. yeah, or dropping a promotional single, and maybe that's a lesson to other artists too, as they're looking to say, when I mean, you look at like Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney and Keith Urban, those guys are in their fifties and they've been relevant for the last they 30 years. Slowed down, yeah. And it's like, even in their slow years, even if they're not releasing an album, they're going on a 30 city right. stadium tour. So, um, Reba's album definitely listened to, but Speaking of being in the business for 30 plus years. <laughs> yes, for real. <laughs> Good Lord. Ugh. You know what? I guess I never realized um, that they were randomly, Brooks and Dunn, put together. Which explains some things. <laughs> right. I always got this vibe that they weren't as close as like Montgomery Gentry. They always just seemed like brothers. Or you watch Low Cash and they're so close and like other duos. And I always just had this feeling that like. It's almost like a permanent blind date. For real, and you're stuck with them, and you're mm-hmm. really good, but you kind of don't really want to get along with them. Like, it'd be, I mean, it's like if you would say, Hey, career path A is you become a a fantastic country act, Hall of Fame, the Country Music Association, but the person you're with, you're gonna differ on, you're everything. gonna differ, you don't really jive, or plan B is you go the solo route, you have a hit or two, and that's about it, yeah. Right, essentially. But whoever put them together, God bless them. Mm-hmm. Because not only had they had a long, successful career, they rebooted, keyword, and their songs are better than ever. I can't get over this album. And I think it is a major credit to the both of them. So a few years ago, they kind of... Right. They said... Right again, you're not like keen on this person, but... Right. They kind of said, hey... We've had a great run. We're kind of going to do our own thing. There's, we still like each other. There's, there's not bad blood, but we want to do our own thing. Right. And the fact that they were able to come back together and say, "Hey, let's get together and let's get some of these younger, up and coming artists." Let's not make it about us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give them the songs. They do what they want, and we'll just go along with it. That's the best way to do a greatest hits album, <sighs> a reboot album. Whatever it is, like we talked about this, Alabama did it. Mm-hmm. 
to a certain extent. I don't think they really switched it up as much as right as this one did. But by golly, this album is good. I remember when I I listened through it all the way, and when it came to like Dirt um, Red Dirt Road with Cody <laughs> Johnson, I got chills. Yes. And when I first listened to Neon Moon, I was in my oh. car, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I kept waiting for like Ronnie Dunn's voice to come in, and it never really did. I'm like, I don't think I don't think their voices would have really gone together. But I'm like, "You go, Casey. You got this." He came in a bit. I think the second verse. Yeah. Right? He kind of came in as like a harmonizer Wild. a bit. So good. But yeah, and like you said. A like a credit to them for coming back together, but then B to giving the artists the creative freedom to change the song. Yeah, I was watching something. Um, there is a, a pretty highly known or successful YouTube guy who critiques anything about country music. Is his name like Grady or something? Grady Smith. Yeah, and he did he's, that album. He's good. Yeah, and okay, I disagree with him a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, he said that Neon Moon, he wasn't a huge fan of Casey's version. Initially. Has he changed his mind? Well, he said he like got used to it or liked it, but he still likes, thinks the original is better. He thinks the original grasped more at like the, the sorrow of it. I'm like, I don't know. You hear it from a female perspective and her voice. I don't, I don't know. I thought that like it's too... Sometimes Ronnie Dunn's too twangy for me. Yeah. It, does it make sense where their version, I feel like you their version, you recognize the song, but you don't really understand the meaning of it, where when Casey Musgrave sang it, you're like... True. Growing up, I didn't know wow. what a neon moon was. <laughs> right. You're like, wow, she's dealing with this right now. Yeah. And you're just like... Wow. Remember when I first saw that she was going to sing that song? I'm like, how the hell is she covering this one? Mm-hmm. And I believe every artist on the album kind of took that song into their own way, except for John Party. Yeah. He, he came into the studio and he's like, I ain't touching that. This is Brooks and Dunn. I'm not messing with it. I'm yeah. just going to sing it. And it's like, hey, right. kudos. But everyone, I mean, even Thomas Rhett. Not like huge differences either. No. I mean, Brett Young's was... Very different. Well, not different. But his his voice... Helps. Yeah, his voice is the complete opposite of a George Strait. Right. Oh, for sure. So it's like, okay, like you can't you can't put a square inside a circle kind of deal or vice versa. You're right. You can't do that unless right. Unless one's bigger. smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's... Christ. Anywho. Have another sip. <laughs> um, so on the reboot album... I think we're both in agreement that Casey Musgraves' Neon Moon is the best rendition yes. on the album. Are if there, I were like to go to the album and listen to one song, it'd be that one. And the thing that I've learned, too, is that like Brooks and Dunn, they kind of recruited a bit. They they did some homework. They looked at which artists are covering their songs. Right. That's how it all got started. Right. Was it like Luke Holmes so and Luke, Casey, yeah, right? And, and Casey like, does Neon Moon at her shows. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that far-fetched. And yeah, Luke Combs, hardworking man. What? Not hardworking man. Jeepers. What song is it? That's Har- a good question. Hardworking man was uh, uh, Brothers Osborne. Yeah. Um, that's oh, a good, brand new man. Brand new man. Because Kane did, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. And then Boots and Boogie was Midland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, Luke Combs would do uh, Brand New Man, and I can see that. You could, like, hear that as being his song. And the interesting thing is, major testament to Luke Combs, like, once you hear it a few times, you understand who's singing which parts. But if if you were to listen to it the first time, you'd be like, wait, is this Luke Combs singing or is this Brooks and Dunn singing? Which I also love that, yes at the ACMs where he sang beautiful crazy. And he was like very just at the mic, calm collected comes on stage with Brooks and Dunn has a red solo cup in one hand, <laughs> probably screws up the words a little bit. You see him laughing with kicks. I'm like, he can go from one to another. It's just kind of cool. I, I can't imagine the ride Luke Holmes is, and that'll be a different discussion, but the last three years that ride, yeah, he goes from posting covers on YouTube on his couch three, four years ago. Yeah. 
to it be in selling out stadiums headlining. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but on anyways, back to the reboot album. Ash McBride was on it. Mm-hmm. Loved her version. Switched it from like a male's perspective to a female's, obviously, as you would expect. Uh, but yeah, Red Dirt Road hit me in the feels. And I feel like every song was really well suited for everyone. Yes. And I don't, you don't know who they all reached out to, of course, but like they, they said they wanted kind of new up and comers, but you still had major, like Thomas Rhett is on it. Right. Um, Brothers Osborne's a big name. Keen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like, it's, and they, they purposely said they're like, but then they go we like Tyler Booth, like right, someone that no one's really heard of unless right. you're. But they said they didn't want the, the Keith Urban's, they didn't want the George Harris, they didn't want the Tim McGraws, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, and I think it works much better this yes. way. So I'm curious, like I think you wrote the write up, and I think you encouraged other artists to do something similar because please, a it it, it introduces the new and upcoming artists. To country fans, but honestly, it's such a low hanging fruit, right? Money maker for them and yes. getting their name. I mean, you're telling me Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Shania, right? Like, how many? Like, okay, for Chris Lane covers Kenny Chesney's concert. Who else does that we don't know about? Probably everyone, right? Exactly. It's yeah. so easy, so good. Which maybe you know, reboot because they haven't been together in quite a few years that's mm-hmm. part of it and don't expect more new music out of them um so maybe it's something where way on down the line it happens but i don't i don't know is it something they don't want to copy i don't, I, I don't I feel care like it, copy it, the hell out of it exactly i'm a big fan i'm even a bigger fan of like doing opposite genders like and you know this i'm a huge fan of the male voice and female voice together on a song yes so like I would love nothing more than for Tim McGraw to come out with a twelve track greatest hits, and it's all females singing with him, right? Not named Faith Hill, right? Or it's Shania Twain coming up with songs, and it's all male up and coming artists. Mm-hmm. Like, be fantastic. Mm, some good ideas. Yeah. So Shania, Tim, Kenny, if you're listening, if you're listening, holler. We got some ideas we for gotcha. you. Exactly. Um, we only request 100%. Yeah. As far as we don't have trivia or like a real throwback today, but are there any songs that are on the top of your mind right now or well, new artists? Mm, as of late, I've been doing a lot of old school stuff. Okay. Like a lot of, I don't know, American Pie. Oh, wow. You're going back a bit. Way back. Um, that kind of stuff. But... Uh, as this idea for the the law songs came to me, I kind of went on a binge and you know recovered other other songs that I put in my Walkman on the bus ride to school, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know, it's one of those things. So I uh, Sugarland's second album, Enjoy the Ride. Um, I couldn't even list what songs made it to radio for that one. I could if I looked at it. But anyways, there was two songs that I remember singing into my uh, hairbrush microphone and singing in front of my window too. Let me see if I can find what songs would be from the album. Oh, Settle In, Want To. Oh, yes. Stay. Ooh. Okay, so some heavy hitters. But there's two. One's called County Line and one's called Everyday America. I still know all the words to every song. So I just Everyday America is good. Yes. Super good. So good. County Line is just kind of a fun, like, typical country song, maybe. But I don't know. I love Jennifer Nettles' voice, which maybe is an unpopular opinion. But I love her sound. She's good. So, yeah, that was kind of finding those gems again was, it was just very, um, what am I looking for? Comforting or, you know, um, reminiscent. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. at ease, kind of. Yeah. 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 It's like opening an old book or photo album. You're like, oh. Yeah. Um, do you have a new artist or new song? No. No. I guess, all right, so I'll, you did a throwback, kind of. So, I mean, on, on the site, Raised on that blog, I did Daryl Worley's When You Need My Love. And I feel like he's kind of an underappreciated artist. He had a good five, ten-year run of, of solid top ten, top twenty hits. 
Um, and he released a new album this past Friday. It was kind of split half and half. He kind of remade a few, half of his seven or eight of his top hits, and then he had seven or eight new songs. So definitely go check that out. But my dude, Kale Dodds. Yeah, you're a big fan of this one. Uh, yeah. His song, I like where this is going. And Kale, he's so good. And he, he opens for a bunch of, he's an up and comer and he kind of, he opens for a bunch of up and comers, if that makes sense. But he's, I feel like this is his best song he's, he's done yet. It's, it seems a bit more country mainstream. It would be a great radio single. I don't, again, I don't know how much money he has behind him as far as promoting it on radio and getting, you know, different radio stations to play it, but it is, it is such a relatable song and it's it's sung so smoothly and just relatable. It's it's so good. Like again, like there's so many good new country songs out right now and he's never really had an EP even, has he? No, I don't believe so. I don't even know if, I don't know even I don't even know if he has a radio single. A radio single or like a, tr- a true record deal, but it's yeah. it's 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 good. I, I do I do like it. Probably not like as much as you do, because I do like some of his other songs better, like All Over. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. That was one of jams for a while. But yeah, still one to keep your eye on. Yeah. So a um, bunch of new music dropped. You'll probably be listening to this on Monday, uh, Monday or Tuesday. We're doing this on a Saturday. We're doing this on a Saturday. Wow. Yes. Dedication. We spent all afternoon brainstorming for year two of Raised On It. We're almost coming up on our one year birthday. Oh, hey. which I, we should get a birthday cake. Uh, agreed. And then I should smash her face into the birthday cake. Or vice I'll be versa. okay with that. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Um, so we have a, we have a, it ruins the cake for you, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well played. So we, I feel like we're looking at this, an absolute crap ton of post-it notes of content ideas. So and they keep falling. Yeah, they keep falling. But they're all over the floor. Ton of ideas. Our ideas are falling. Ton of ideas coming your guys' way. Um, I guess we don't know what we're talking about next podcast. One thing that we didn't really recap completely is the Kenny Chesney March Madness. Oh yeah. So the final four, let me see if I can pull Such it up here. Such a good final four. It was like all number ones, one right. seed songs, I feel. So a bit of a background. Well done folks. Yes. So Emily and I had to narrow it down to 32 of his top songs, which was hard. <laughs> and when I say narrowed down to 32, we just narrowed 32 songs. And then I kind of went, oh, this is my favorite, vice versa. And it just went down the down the line. It was hella stressful. It, was it? I'm sorry. It's fine. I it could have done it. Well, it would have probably taken twice as long because we'd have been arguing, no, that song's a three seed versus that True song's True a- that. So the final four was Anything But Mine. Against There Goes My Life. Actually, no, that was the finale. The finale. The finale was... The national championship. Yep. The national championship was Anything But Mine versus There Goes My Life. Anything But Mine won. It's my favorite Kenny Chesney song. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great... I did not... Like... (laughs) I did not fix the results at all. Okay. Here we go. I don't accept the results of this. <laughs> no, I, I know your favorite was "I Go Back" and it lost by three votes. So, anyhow, fun yeah. fact, not so fun is uh, anything about mine. You cannot find on any streaming service because there's a couple of his songs that you can't. Basically, what happened is they put it out prematurely, and either the songwriters or record label or whatever didn't agree to it. So then they pulled it back. So there's basically, it's basically just infighting and just a bunch of egos. I hate that. Yeah. So the only way to listen to anything but mine is on YouTube. Wow. Check that song out. But also, there goes my life. Fantastic video. Fantastic song. Yeah. YouTube, the video of Kenny with the songwriter, though, singing it, like a writer's round. That's the best. It's super good. So. Maybe I'll, I'll link that in this post. Good. Yes. I think everyone should see it. But yeah, solid top four. Probably mm-hmm. his best four songs. Yeah. So, I mean, we have almost a year from the next Mar- March Madness, but send us your ideas. 
We could do as another one just for funsies. Maybe. Yeah. We'll do kind of a... Yeah, we should. Send Why us, not? We can do whatever we want. Exactly. Send us your ideas as far as which artist we should do a, a yeah. bracket for, or maybe it's a year of songs, what have you. But anyhow. We might listen to your considerations. Yes. Uh, that kind of does it for this episode. Any yeah. other thoughts or concerns? I'm a little hungry at the moment. Same. Okay. I mean, I need food. <laughs> We've been brainstorming and I've had some creative ideas. And I'm just going off eating a chicken patty for lunch and oh, a bunch of, no. a bunch of whiskey coats. Ooh. Yeah, it was delish. Yeah. Um, anyhow, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Raised on it. If you listen to us on iTunes, hit that little subscribe button. That would mean a lot. Please. Oh, it he would, has his hand over his heart, guys. It, it would does. mean a lot. You know what would mean even more? What? If, you, if they leave us a review. Oh. Even just like a one sentence like, I like this podcast. One word. Fantastic. Or I've heard worst podcasts. Yes. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yes. So full disclosure, wow. I mean. Please. No. I think from now on, I'm going to drink Jack and Coke during every this podcast. This is fantastic. Yeah. This is great. Um, but Not yeah. for me, who hasn't drank any <laughs> Jack and Cokes, but... <laughs> It's all good. We'll, we'll get you on that train sooner oh. or later. Um, but yeah, anyhow, thanks for listening to us. Like I said, be sure to check us out, raisedonit.blog. Ton of great content coming your way. Uh, you guys have been great the last month or two. Ton of views, ton of visitors. We keep increasing, so we're going to keep you know, coming out with new content. Um, any suggestions, feel free. Send that our way. Um, we love hearing that feedback. Um, but I, I think the next the next couple of months are going to be fun and um, very rewarding for our followers and ourselves. So, yeah. As any other any other words of wisdom? No, I'm good. Me too. Well done. All right. Well. And scene. And that <laughs> is all she wrote. Oh wow. Y'all folks, take care. Y'all. <laughs>